Yeah, this will be a discussion. Come on. All right, cool. So, I am sitting here with Mr. Chima. Yes, yes. Yes. <laughs> That's too exciting. <laughs> to be it's too here. Late. <laughs> too late. Uh, uh, I, I am. I am accepted. Uh, with Nathan. Um, so. Um, and so we're um, <laughs> just recording. Real quick conversation before you put Chima to go to bed. <laughs> now he just wants to play the guitar. He just wants to leave and uh, have some Jesus time. But okay, sorry. Uh, I am committed. He's committed. He's committed to this, seeing this through. So I, I, I prepped you with some questions. I just want your thoughts around the area of identity yeah. and mm. relationships. Obviously, you can hear the girls. Um, giggling. giggling in the background. Um, <laughs> enjoy that if you're listening. <laughs> mm. But um, yeah, so I wanted to get your thoughts, like I told you, on the idea of um, on the idea of of identity and what formed your identity, how your identity when you were growing up, how it's influencing who you are today. So, can you comment? Mm. <laughs> um okay growing up I'm a my background is a pastor's kid as well as a I guess you could say a missionary's kid so um the identity first the idea of church and everything like that was all more kind of I had to do it because of mum and dad mm. so I really didn't own my faith until I realized, I think when mom said once that, uh, you know, if we all die right now, you're not going to get into heaven because of your dad and me. Yeah, so well, that for me kind of reminded me that I've got to actually make the decision for myself. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of how, that's part of it has formed how I kind of, see my relationship my my kind of me time with god yeah it's um kind of um i'm reminded of a comment some guy made when i went to this youth ministry conference said that the work that god is doing in you is greater than the work that he's doing through you the idea of that that identity you get from him first will be the one thing that will sustain you in ministry, sustain you in relationships and all that stuff. It's kind of what Mark Godfrey said tonight as well over dinner. He said that that's the one thing that he's done over... He can't get his identity from his kids or his wife or anything. That's a one journey and battle we'll have to do as guys or as individuals for the rest of our lives, finding our identity in God. So that's kind of how I've kind of perceived my identity or mm. who I am now is mm. it's never finished it's always growing it's a work in progress yeah yeah really. so never satisfied yeah mm. were you a pastor's kids as well oh. <laughs> <laughs> quite the opposite actually um, like I came from a Roman Catholic background so that's very different from Protestant <laughs> I don't want to say Pentecostal because I mean yeah Protestant is 
definitely the opposite of Roman Catholic. What, what is a Roman Catholic? Sacraments. No, no, it falls under something, but I forget. Um, but like Catholicism, right? Yeah, it yeah. does, but like, there's another specific word for it, but unless I'm wrong. But anyway, oh. Orthodox, maybe. No, Orthodox oh, is under. Oh, that's okay. No, we'll, we'll leave that. We'll leave that. We'll yeah. leave that out. <laughs> so, like, I growing up, um, it was, it was, very much, we were forced to go to church basically, and so, yeah. um, mom just always said, as long as you're under my house, um, under my roof is my job as a parent to make sure that you um, get to church. Mm-hmm. So that was really the aim of it. But I mean, you, as a kid, you remember walking into um, a Roman Catholic parish and you have all these images of Jesus and having to dip your water into holy yeah. I mean, your hand, your finger into holy water. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you have these windows um, you know, with the artwork, um, stained glass, and you know, so all those like that for me it was more images than anything. Yeah. Than, um, the priest preaching a uh, preaching a word or something like that. Um, it was the images, and then also the repetition of prayers. Yeah. You know, the Hail Marys and, yeah. and all that. Um, so that that in some sense, uh, from a young age, obviously the con- the concept of God was always there. Yeah. So if I was if I felt like I was in trouble. Like always, I know where to run to. I remember one time, <laughs> I I had um, none of those two incidents. There was one where I think I was about seven years old, and we lived in high rise apartments, and we were trapped in an elevator. And immediately, you know, when you're trapped and you're fearful, like, oh God, please get out of get us out of this. Yeah, right. And you know, yeah. I remember even one time I did a silly thing. So I had like a, a, a we had a fruit called what we call a fruit called masao. So it's like a like a cherry, but a different kind of cherry. Mm. Um, I don't know how to African describe cherry. it. Yeah, an African cherry. You know the one I'm talking about. So you'd eat it, and then you'd have this seed with with in your hand, and then you're like, ah, oh, I'm not done playing with that seed, so I put it in my nose. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> what the? Yeah, it's quite quickly. Yeah, so so I put it in my nose. I've been grossed out <laughs> in my nose just because I want to taste the Sony boogie. <laughs> So it got stuck. <laughs> it got stuck. I think it was about seven, Learning six, seven. Yeah. It got stuck in my nose. <laughs> and I couldn't pull it out. And I'm like, oh no, no, what's going to happen to me? Is it going to go down my nose and through my 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 throat and down to my lungs or something? Like, oh, you know? yeah. But I mean, in that moment, obviously, you're like, oh, the only person I, you know, yeah. that can save me is God. So yeah. the whole idea of who God was and was always there and whether it was through ritual or through images or through repeated prayers um that was always there mm. but um it was never really something like my mom never drove it to us and said okay you find your identity in god so obviously there were undertones of just culture like i, I but then i probably didn't even realize it but there were all these things that um, i was just taking on and obviously um i didn't really um wasn't able to find out who I was up until maybe say in my twenties or something, and that's when I started to discover who I was. And even that was just a journey. So, um, just having that mixture of you know things, um, like even when like I went, I went from 
a Roman Catholic to a Pentecostal setting or Protestant setting during my high school years, which was a boarding school. So that was very mm. different. So like I was in a in a in an environment where um, you know it was very much freedom and you know like very free flow. We no repetition of prayers mm. during during school term, and then in the holidays I'm back in a Roman Catholic church. So I had all yeah. these you know like um, so it was almost like I was two different people. You know what I mean? Like I'm you know and obviously. Um, not knowing much that well, this is one denomination, that is one denomination. You're like, uh, you know, and you sort of separate the two. Yeah. Um, I'm this person in this environment. I'm that person in this no, environment. Yeah. So that, I guess, formed me um, over the course of the years. Mm. Um, and I mean, which probably will lead up to the next question. I mean, uh, next question, which the other thing that obviously formed me was relationships. Like from a young age, as, as far as I can remember, as far as four or five I just had it in my head that I wanted to get married and that was the yeah, that wow. was the end goal I was like yeah I'm gonna get married I'm gonna <laughs> find someone I'd, you know like I'd, I'd, I remember I'd be I'd be sitting at, on a on the balcony at the top and I put my hands through the the railing and I'm like where are you my love <laughs> <laughs> I'm wow, looking for that, you that's a dream right <laughs> there. so that was a dream for me like from like I don't even have dreams of it you know, how old were you when that happened I think I was like six, seven, or some somewhere thereabouts. Yeah, like, there's yeah. a man with a plan. Yeah. Um, like <laughs> I, I don't know where that came from. It was just it was a desire that always was always there. Hmm. Um, yeah. yeah. Wow. Awesome. So, like, at which point then? Mm-hmm. Well, at the point at which you started taking your, yeah. you know, finding out who you are seriously, yeah. God. Um, I how, think it was a collision of two, like, like the actual pursuit of relationships because of that idea of oh marriage is the thing that's going to complete me mm. that marriage is the thing that's mm. going to give me identity so like yeah. because i was like i when i came to australia i had the freedom i could you know and so because i was in search of love just looking for someone to accept me and i got rejected constantly i got to a point where um i'll get you know um, women saying or girls saying, "Oh, Jimmy, you're too nice. You need to be a bad boy mm. to be accepted." So I said, "Oh, oh wow. okay, okay, that's what I'm gonna do." And I remember actually very clearly, like even though I was, you know, I had this mixture of Roman Catholicism and you know um, Pentecostal in in my head. But I remember reading a, a scripture, and I remember God specifically saying, "Wait, don't rush." <laughs> oh, <dude>. Looking <laughs> back now, looking back, but I I I didn't hear it, and I probably wasn't cl- as clued in it. But looking back now, I. I for sure, I knew that was that God was him, yeah. saying, you know, but I was like, I got to that point and I was like, okay, you know what, um, I need, I want to fit in, I want to be accepted, maybe yeah. the way to do it is actually become a bad boy, mm. and so it was that collision of, okay, I'm going to become a bad boy, but I know if I go that way, that means I have to forsake God, so what I said to God, I was like, God, I want to have my fun, I'll see you later. I'll see you in the future. That's future Chima's exactly. problem. Um, but, um, <laughs> But then I went I went through that process uh. of you know trying to find and trying to fit in and trying to to get people to accept me um through this identity of being a bad boy you know mm. and oh, losing yeah, my yeah, spirituality yeah. but then it's actually the loss of a relationship that actually brought me back to God wow. it's funny when I look back at it actually <laughs> Because I got to a point where, because this is someone really special in my life, and we had a long distance relationship, and I messed up, 
um, then we were sort of friends for a while then we got back together and then you know it was just like oh, the long distance oh, I, you know mm. I don't know if I can do it oh then you see someone else like, oh maybe I should let go of this because <laughs> this is another okay, fine uh. and then you go for that person you're like oh no what am I doing and yeah, then you try to uh, go back and like nope she's, not, she's like work. I'm not gonna work and I'm like oh no what am I that? so then I remember it was, it was um it was a cleaning job and I was on one of the building floors and I, and, and I was just like like who is this person it's like why like why 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 have I become this person why have I become the person that hurts mm. you know people you know I'm pursuing after love this is not Chima this mm. is not the person I yeah, know yeah. Um, so it was then God spoke spoke to me in a still small voice and he actually said because you've compromised and I knew yeah. what that meant it's like oh because wow. you've forgotten me you've forgotten um, who I am and because yeah. you've compromised that yeah. that means that you've become this person you're not that so you're actually, not. No, actually I'm thinking about so that's I think that's where that's where <laughs> my identity started to yeah, to form to unravel and wow. so it was just a collision of God and my desire to look for a relationship yeah, I, I love what you said that every that everything that you were chasing after when you lost it, that yeah yeah because you were becoming someone that you were not, not yeah you. Then you then no, you're no, in a no, place no, where God can say, okay, okay. All right. yeah. Let's start doing doing the work. Um, wow, that's awesome, dude. That's cool. That's uh, powerful. No, I didn't. Like, it's just now. <laughs> it's like I didn't plan oh, that. It's like that's that's for the spirit. That's all part of it, man. That's yeah. cool. It looks great, Nate. Like you got anything to say when when it became serious uh, and when I when you became serious about finding who you are in God and what, what oh, was and different about that oh and the whole relationship stuff or is it just more just mainly your identity in God oh you yeah speak I about think, relationships with you later I think when I actually became more serious about God it's funny how um, I remember specifically a moment in time when it shifted from just being just something in the back of my mind to like the filter of everything like I felt the shift in my thinking I was like yeah what the heck so uh, I think I was 17 17 went to this youth um, boys camp down south that was in Queensland and this called chrysalis like chrysalis is the word for like that stage between mm. transformation from a caterpillar to a butterfly and oh so, yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah so it's this idea of like the waiting <laughs> waiting mm, yeah. period of kind of becoming going from a boy to a man sort of situation yeah. it was like four or five days of this intentional like how do you become more like christ how do you become a new creation and stuff mm. and pretty much the weekend after that i had a rugby game and like uh i shouldn't have gone i was like feeling still a bit under the weather but i went anyway because i wanted to play <laughs> And so I remember specifically, like, we're in the defensive line or something was happening. And then I was on the blind side. The guy decided to run at me. It landed on me as he was being tackled and my left knee hyperextended. You know how it's not supposed to bend the weight. Dude. (laughs) And so six months of not playing to sitting around doing nothing. And... I would say, I guess, after a while, I think before that point, my identity was in rugby. My identity was like, this is what I'm going to focus on. This is what I want to do for the foreseeable future, if God willing, and all that stuff. <laughs> and then it's funny how, yeah, it's funny how that injury happened. And then six yeah. months 
it was the first time our team in like 10 years finally got to the finals scouts wow. were there and everything so i was sitting on the side room and all of that oh, was happening and i was like okay <laughs> maybe god's not saying this is something that he wants me to do um so i remember specifically mum coming up and saying to me like um yeah it's no accident that this has all happened there's no randomness in the fact that now that you're waiting here and this is all happening you're like mm. it's at this point in when you're actually going deeper in your faith after coming back from the camp and stuff that the enemy is going to attack and try yeah. and distract you discourage you mm. and for me it was like a light bulb moment where flip like all right it's like for the first time in i think in my whole faith my whole faith journey um i just became serious about like thinking what does god actually want for me yeah in my journey and um yeah i think from that point on like everything that i every decision i made for work as in uni stuff or study um and just even relationships like i didn't get into a serious relationship until like maybe a couple of maybe 10 years after that or something yeah, well, yeah. Um, but it was just I had crushes and stuff like that but it was funny how for me it was like the whole the filtering thing now was like mm. uh, yeah actually no it's a waste of time at the moment <laughs> <laughs> it's like I was more interested in doing church stuff youth stuff yeah, and yeah. hanging out with my cousins and stuff and actually never actually take anything on my radar I was like yeah, yeah. alright I'll just leave that when I'm ready or something it's funny like for the first time ever, it never crossed my mind the idea of relationships until I don't know, twenty six, I think I was. And well, then it's because it's not something that I was interested in. I was just chasing hardcore after God, doing all these missions trips and going up um to remote communities and doing uh, youth stuff there and always going out with my auntie and uncle and mission stuff and I just filled my time up with just doing a lot of things in church and God and it's like I just thought about it the other day it's like I pretty much spent most of my 20s doing youth stuff yeah bro like youth ministry wow <laughs> so I, I if I think about it I don't think apart yeah I don't think there's been a time in my 20s where I've had a Friday wow. night off wow <laughs> like that is that yo <laughs> it is where the party's at I'm just recording something if you don't mind I'm just thank you <laughs> Better not be drunk. <laughs> so if you're listening for that little short break, Michael Wanty has joined us. Uh, we're just talking about identity um, and relationships. Thank you for bringing your friends along. <laughs> um, so, yeah, wow. Yeah, so, yeah, Um, yeah, so when I got serious about who I really was and finally figured out that I wanted to actually filter everything I wanted to do in my life with God Mm. rather than without God, and then relationships never actually became a serious thing for me or that sort of distraction never became anything for me until later on, I guess, because it's like, what else can I do? <laughs> Not so much like what else can I do to please God, but like 
I don't know, I just had a different mindset. It was like, there's, I guess my eyes were open to like more opportunities for mm. stuff. So mm. it yeah. was interesting actually, the shift. I, I specifically, just thinking back on it, remembering like before that, I don't even remember what it was like. And then after that, I was like, yeah, wow. Everything was just like, God, God, God. life and just. Yeah, and pretty much I ever since then, or pretty much from 13 or 14 years onwards, I've been always been praying for this idea of wisdom. Because mm. in my early years of like faith journey and stuff, I've always prayed about wisdom and prayed about more so being walking my faith instead of speaking about speaking it. it. Yeah. So yeah. it's funny how over time it's kind of flipped around mm. with certain things, but yeah. Wisdom yeah. has always been a pursuit for me because David and Solomon and mm. not so much Solomon, like not obviously his later part in his <laughs> life, but I loved how when he was asked what to pray for, what he wanted, yeah. he asked for wisdom above everything else. Yeah. So for me, it was like, oh, dude, what's this dude about? On yeah. about? So he's on to something. So I've always pursued wanting to become wiser hmm. whatever that means in a context but yeah. so yeah I don't know that's when I got serious it's like everything kind of shifted in that sense right. yeah so if you had three things key things um, about identity and you know if if you're wanting to help some someone with their with them focusing on their identity in God Finding who they are, perhaps even before they start thinking about relationships. If you just had three quick tips, three quick thing, pieces of advice. Here's what you need to know, just in case they're the last three things I ever you ever hear, or you ever take away. Identity about identity in God. What do you tell them? That's oh, a that's a hard one because I think. We're meant to be on the journey to find out what our identity is, and so I think ultimately I would like, like, in my head I can see how God's been in control of making sure that I find out what my um, identity is. So I think the first one obviously would be prayer. Yeah. And say, God, look, God, I, I'm struggling with finding out who I am. Help mm. me to find out exactly who I am and what I'm supposed to be doing. And I think. It's when we pray, when we talk, when we have the conversation with God, that's when he actually speaks back. So I think the first tip I would say is pray. Mm-hmm. Um, the next tip would be wait. <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and, and don't be hard on yourself because I think the, you always, we always put the pressure on ourselves to be someone we're not. Right. Um, and, and, and when you do that, you start to force things and you start to sort of lose focus of what God might be trying to do. Yeah. So I think not putting pressure on 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 who you think you're supposed to be, or what right. you're supposed to be. I think God is a clearer picture, and and it comes up in the people you you meet, the people that actually speak over your life. So I yeah. think getting getting around people who who are um, clear on who they are in Christ will help you form who you are. Who you are, yeah. Um, encourage uh, and encourage you, and you know because. And it, it, usually it's people who are older than you. Like, for example, if, like, like, like me finding out what my calling was in Christ, and which is part of the identity, and you know, mm. um, 
has come about because people have spoken in my life. And obviously when people have spoken in my life, I'm not just allowing any individual to say something like, yeah, I'm going to roll with it. But I'm like, I take it to God. I'm like, God, like, look, someone, see this person saying this, this person saying that, but I want to hear from you. What are you saying about me? Yeah. And and yeah. once yeah. you hear from yeah. him, then you can marry it up with what other people Great. are saying. Um, yeah. I like those. Pray. Yeah. Pray. Wait. Wait. Surround so yourself, yourself with people. <laughs> yeah. You know how to hear from God and know yeah. that. Great. Great advice. Um, Nate, anything you want to add to that? Um, yeah. I think two come to mind straight away. I'm just thinking of the third one uh, but for me in my own journey definitely um, looking at yourself in the biblical mirror mm-hmm. um, I know for myself as, as you get deeper into the word mm-hmm. you like the whole cliche mm-hmm. like for those young people if they're listening like the whole cliche of like the Bible actually reads you is kind of true mm-hmm. um, because yeah. when you actually yeah it's not so much the Bible reads you, it kind of just reveals actually who you actually are. Mm, yeah. Mm, mm. Um, and it's funny how when I start my day or if I have a journey of actually reading the Word constantly, there's a mm. crazy confidence that comes over you. Mm. There's a fearlessness that comes over mm. you and not only approaching your day, but approaching situations, circumstances. Yeah. <clears throat> you have that revelation of who you actually are made in, whose image you actually are made in. Yeah when yeah, you uh, find yourself in the Word. Um, another thing for me is, um, I guess you call it a secret garden or a safe place. For me, um, those mountaintop or kind of driving moments, uh, places when you're alone mm. by yourself and you're just with God, yeah. not even having to force yourself to talk or pray or anything, but just actually being alone and thinking mm-hmm. about life, thinking about... Uh, what God is doing and the journey you've been on so far. Yeah. Um, that's been pivotal, I know, for myself on my journey because those, those are the things I get my energy re-energized yeah. in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just even before I started working at Alter One, mm-hmm. um, there's three months, three or four months where I didn't know if I had a job or yeah. anything. And I remember specifically every, almost religiously, twice or four times uh, a week going up to Kings Park yeah. like midnight <laughs> just pray yeah wow it's like praying hardcore about um, just what's going to happen in this journey and then you know mm. tossing up between youth pastoring as well as working here and then God's like oh how about both and mm. it's like you know, <laughs> so how about a step of faith yeah, yeah how about both yeah so um, it's really treasure those moments because it's actually in those private moments when you're with God um, that actually your public persona or who you are in front of people if you're in a church context or work context um, that's where it informs who you are as Mm. a person that's those moments when you're no one's watching those moments when you're just alone with God um, actually really shape and mold you to become who you are in front of other people yeah um, so, yeah, reading the Word, um, finding that secret place. And I think um, definitely another thing going on from that secret place situation is uh, getting someone, like Chima was saying, alluding to is the idea of having a mentor. Yeah. Um, mm. yeah. Someone who is further along the journey, who's definitely healthier mm. along the journey, um, who 
who you aspire to be or want to be. Obviously, do your research. Don't just go blindly asking some mm-hmm. random. Mm-hmm. Um, but look into how they've journeyed in their life. Is this where you want to be as a person, yeah. as a Christian? Yeah. And just let them actually, from their perspective, speak truth and life, life yeah. um, into you. And even pull you up on some of your Absolutely. rubbish as well. Absolutely. <laughs> um, so I would say definitely have a mentor. Yeah. Get into the word and find yeah. that quiet place yeah. where mm-hmm. you can just have time not only for you to reflect but have time for God to actually talk to you. Because mm. um, yeah. you can, yeah, we can't, you know, the scripture says that we can't do this journey alone. You know, two heads Absolutely. are better than one, Absolutely. Three, three, even better. Three. Yeah, yeah, so awesome. yeah, read the word, secret, the qu- secret yeah. place, yeah, and the mentors. Mentor, yeah. Mentors will always help. Mm. Yeah, awesome. Hey, I wasn't actually expecting for that section to go as long as it did, but great answers. Now, I want to ask, um, I think you two touched on it a little bit. Maybe, Michael, you can join into this conversation as well. Sure. Yeah, wonderful. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was... It's <laughs> <laughs> turning out fantastic, by the way. I know. Um, so you alluded a little bit to it. It's um, Chima, you said something about um, people trying to say this is the kind of person you should become yeah. in order to get what you what you thought you wanted at the time. Yeah. Um, and for you, Nathan, you, you 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 defined yourself through rugby. That was your thing. Mm. Um, and you know, we at our at our youth a while ago, our pastor talked a little bit about labels mm. and masks that we put on mm. to be different mm. people who try and fit in. Yeah. Um, in. And so that's why I'm getting you to try and comment into this, Michael. But um, it's a massive thing today. Mm. I mean, mm. FOMO is now a term that we've come up with. <laughs> yeah, that's only recent if I think about yeah, it. Yeah, because we, we have young people and we have trends now. Mm. Trends are the thing. And if you're not with the trend, mm. uh, you're behind, you get left mm. out. Um, and we have some, uh, so much isolation in kids and even some adults these days because mm. for, in order for them to become part of, they have to accept and take on and sometimes put on masks that mm. aren't who they are and they really actually have to give up who they are in order to become what other people want them to be so hmm. what are your thoughts on that and how how can youth groups churches and Christians help hmm. help avoid the Conforming to yeah. masks all the time. Yeah. Hmm. I like what um, Dale alluded to. <laughs> that the the whole like yeah we, we we ultimately we can help, but at the end of the day, it's only something Jesus can do. You know, like, mm. like he's the savior. I'm not the savior. Mm. I can be an agent of of helping someone form their identity, but at the end of the day. Um, you you leave that with Jesus, and the more I'm um, I'm doing study, the more I'm around people. I I am like I was I'm someone who's been ignorant and just you know just just go through life and not really care about what's happening around my 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 environment or my in my world, but I just realize how much culture, how much 
things from the get go from a young age that you know things just infiltrate yeah like mindsets um labels mm. um mm. like for example like you know this is a bit of a vulnerable thing for me but um for example when i was um a kid um i you know like i was chubby there's a certain portion of my my childhood where i was chubby and so I'd always get kids teasing me. Mm. Um, they would sing a song, literally the translation, yeah. look at this fat kid, he's pumping oil. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. wow. You know? And my, every time my uncle would see me, um, he would just say, oh, look at you, you're so fat. And, you know, mm. and my mom, you know, definitely was like, that's mean, you know, like, mm. you know. Yeah. And, and, and I mean, it, it was mean at the time and I just sort of, pushed it in the background but I like now even now I, I realize how that still influenced mm. me and, and formed my identity you know I'm still insecure you know if you know coming to Alter One you put on yeah, <laughs> 10 right. kilos yeah, you know right. you put on 10 kilos and you become you know a bit self-conscious and because of just yeah. that label you know 10 kilos <laughs> yeah. label's still there label's still there <laughs> <laughs> quick put your mask on <laughs> Um, um, yeah, I, I think, yeah, and, 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 and it's only, like, for me personally, it's only been through being vulnerable with myself and just mm. accepting, look, look, I've had these labels. And sometimes we, we, we want to push those things. Like, no, no, I'm not, you know, mm. um, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, but actually I'm not secure and I need to probably address this thing and say, okay, why? Am I not comfortable in this skin? Is it because of the labels that were put on me? Mm. Um, mm. And and I think community helps do that. Like I remember um, you guys challenging me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> on you know like it's it's it might be indirectly um, related to that, but just your honesty, your your love. <laughs> I guess mm. in that, you know, like, I, I feel like I had, after that, I like, I didn't like the conversation. I didn't like the, the how, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. afterwards, I was like, you know what? That was, that was really good. Just, just to get around a group of people who were honest with me yeah. and called out the things, um, or called out some things that I was probably being lazy about. And, you know, mm. and obviously that touched on my insecurities. And so I guess, um, coming around, um, back to that question. So I think having... Um, a community that's honest, yeah. that's loving in in an honest way, yeah. um, mm. in mm. a way in such a way that awesome. deals yeah. deals with you know like helps you deal with the things that you've struggled with, um, it helps you break, mm. um, and I think that's what the church should do. They should be loving and be and be honest. You know, yeah. sometimes we need to be honest and say, look, mm. you know, like like if you're mentoring a youth or you know mentoring youth, it's like mm. look guys like what you're doing is 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 not right you know yeah. they have to yeah. not to be afraid to speak out and we shouldn't skirt around and say oh if i say this i'll be mean sometimes mm. you need to say if someone's humble enough to hear that they've been called out mm. then change will come yeah um and and and, mm. and and that will happen through Great. a community that's honest in in, in a very lovable way mm. because even 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 after you guys called me out like i could feel the love i could feel the you know yeah, like wow. you guys were gracious mm. like i didn't like it <laughs> i was just like oh my god it's like i want to punch these guys <laughs> freaking the truth <laughs> But I remember, like, I'm like, 
I'm like, yeah, but you know what? Those guys are right. Yeah. You know, so, yeah. <laughs> oh, awesome. Thanks for sharing that. Um, mm-hmm. Lovingly truthful. I like the. I like that. And if somebody's humble enough to hear the truth, you will see change follow. Yeah. yeah. That's a quote. That's a quote. <laughs> That's a humor. 2018. T-shirt. 2018. It's beautiful, isn't it? Um, but, <laughs> 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 He's like a... PUBG. We're just about to let you go so we can go to PUBG. Uh-huh. Not to the pub. <laughs> it's quite interesting. Yeah, so labels and uh, and masks and how maybe how you've also seen people helped by churches and youth groups and communities. I guess I can't talk from somebody else's perspective or so what somebody else's experience. Um, but for me, God, growing up, there was always an expectation of being, even at primary school, being that kid that you know everybody looked up to or, or something. And even if I didn't want to fulfill that role, it was an expectation on me and that's how people looked at me. So... You got no choice. Yeah, it, it it was that label of that that label that was just placed on me, mm. and um, it, it, I had no choice about it, like you said. Mm. But in in a in a Christian's perspective, or in a church facility, um, which is still happens, people still put labels on people, young people, mm. pastors, and stuff like that. Labels still get put. Sure. Even if it's subconsciously, that's right. Um, it still gets done. So how, how for me, um, what would help to 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 form a a belief or to to come to an understanding of what my identity or what a person's identity is? Um, I think is you guys have touched on it a lot. It's just stability in the people that are around you. Yeah, great. For example, mm-hmm. like mentorship. Like people that have that are not just, you know, uh cool guys because mm-hmm. people do flood to the cool guys. The cool well. guys of youth group. Yeah. Come the on. youth group, you know, the guy like you said, the guy that's up with the latest fashion, the guy that mm-hmm. you know, goes and jumps off something cool or or, you know, what's the latest game, the guy that plays yeah. the latest game. And that's what kids mm-hmm. are attracted to. But it's not necessarily what they need at the time or it's not necessarily what I need at the time and hmm. having somebody that's walked the journey had their ups and downs but yet still walking strong hmm. somebody that's stable that you can go go to and be like hey I'm struggling with this or I'm I'm going through this what would you do not tell me what to do but yeah. what would you do yeah. Hmm. Yeah. like you know so then you see the way they approach and then it gives you more of a, a broader spectrum to think yeah. about but ultimately, I, I think when it comes to identity, we've just got to go back to the word. Yeah. What 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 does the Bible say? Who who does he say I am? And, and I think so many people say that or do do um, sermons and stuff on that. But that's that's what matters most. If if he says I am this and I am that, I don't, who who cares what the person next to you thinks? Mm. Like you know, it's it's his it's his word. It's his it's his voice that counts, and that's yeah. what matters. 
And I, I guess sometimes it's hard when you're going through a hard time and yeah. you know things aren't looking great. But then he's saying, you know, you're a champion. Yeah. And you're going to do this. You're going to conquer. You're going to do that. Mm. And you're looking at your life and it, your life shows <laughs> the absolute opposite of I that. conquering yeah. nothing today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I guess in, in that sense, it can be like your, yeah. your vision and, and, the, and the purpose that God has spoken over yeah. you are totally different. Yeah. Mm. And... um. I guess that can be hard, but I guess that's where faith comes into it. Like, yeah. you know, my life isn't showing it, but just believing for what he's already spoken over you and mm-hmm. taking hold of and owning that, mm-hmm. owning those promises and stuff. Owning the promises. And, I like yeah, that. And that, it's, it's not all of it, but that helps to form a person's it does. identity. Yeah, it does. Mm. Yeah. Own the promises. Hashtag. Own the promise. Own the promise. I love that. It's beautiful. Thanks, Mike. Um, Nathan, do you have anything to add to that? Uh, with the idea of masks, for me, um, I struggle with the thing between the church dynamic and youth ministry dynamic because I know for youth, they're a bit more malleable, I guess you could say. Mm. A bit easier to kind of um, shape and kind of Um, telling them about one of the lines I always go back to with youth and the youth crew that I do youth ministry with and the kids is that I tell them the main difference between you and me is I've made more mistakes Mm. Um, just this idea that just like Chima alluded to earlier is just being genuine and real yeah and bringing like Michael said bringing the the word back to life in their lives um and kind of just showing the the fact that um you know being a christian or walking this journey of faith is you don't have to be perfect yeah um you actually like for me growing up that's something obviously you struggle with is trying to find your identity first in high school and then Mm. uni and stuff but once i got to the realization that actually I don't actually have to be perfect because I realize how so many times when I've been like totally off track with faith and stuff and God's like oh here can you do this for me like it's like why would you use me like why would you use me right now it's like well because you're available at the moment so (laughs) like not in the sense of like but I was open to God using me and I think for youth specifically, it's just reminding them that, um, yeah, I keep posting about it with the youth posts, like there's no perfect people allowed. Mm. There's no perfect That's people awesome. allowed at youth group because we all stuff up. We're all, we're all on a journey of just trying to get, you know, just trying to figure out who God's actually called us to be. Yeah. Um, on the flip side of that, with older generation, with church, um, this one quote a friend once told said to me she said that it's usually sometimes reminding not teaching that we need about (laughs) about who god is um about who Mm. he has been and how he's been faithful in the past yes and so i've taken all those opportunities many times as i do sometimes do communion at church it's just to remind them of how much god loves them just Mm. that whole idea of (laughs) he's pursued you since the garden of eden in a box through the wilderness yeah. Jesus flesh and bone and now it's closer than your skin sort Absolutely. of situation yeah like he's never going to stop pursuing you mm-hmm. and I think it's just 
for an older generation, a church generation, kind of to bring break down those walls. It's yeah. reminding them that God's always been pursuing. It's just that reminder that God's always been pursuing. Um, and the only power the enemy actually has in our lives is the one that we let him, the one that we let him say those lies and stuff. And I always go back to that story of Adam and Eve. And after they ate of the fruit and they're hiding from God and God comes through. And then they said, well, we were naked. That's why we're hiding from you and scared and everything. And then God says, who told you you were naked? Mm. (laughs) I was like, and then I just like, keep playing on that it's like who told yeah. you you were not good enough who told you you were ugly who told you were blah 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 yeah, brilliant. and so um just for an older church generation i guess yeah. for me that's the thing is reminding go to it. um yeah sometimes it's reminding not teaching and for a younger generation it's just saying dude you don't have to be perfect yeah stuff up as much as you do brilliant. and hopefully that kind of breaks those masks or at least mm. gets the kids to like oh okay I can actually be myself be yourself and then Absolutely. that's where it leads to like and God's person. we're all made in his image so it's like dude um, yeah. now that you've taken the mask off now you can be yeah, yourself you can explore, like who yeah. God's made you to be brilliant that's so awesome. yeah well, thanks Nate thanks guys thank you we're gonna stop it there <laughs> it's it's um, Michael's bedtime but until until the next podcast. Good morning, dude. Oh, yeah, I'm fishing. Oh.